Hey guys, it's uh, David Barnett from davidcbarnett.com, the blog site, YouTube channel, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play podcast, where I talk about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses. This week, I've got a question brought to you by a YouTube commenter who asked me, David, can you do a video talking about all the different kinds of investments that a small business owner could get into their business? Like if you wanted to get an outside investor to come and put money in to help your business grow. Um, what are all the different ways you could do it? And I thought it was a great comment because it's kind of like a summary video and uh, you know leads back to a lot of the other videos I've made over the course of the past few years. And so I spent a little bit of time putting together a presentation which uh, helps to organize my thoughts and, and keep me on track here. Um, first of all, just as a reminder, let me share my screen. Um, if you haven't already, head on over to davidcbarnett.com. It turns into investlocalbook.com when you, when you arrive there. This is my blog site, and this is the place where you can go to sign up for my email list. If you just scroll down here on the left-hand side, you can put in your email address and check off the topics that are of interest to you. Um, people who are on the email list get access to stuff before everyone else, as well as certain bonuses like the holiday chat uh, calls that were released over the course of uh, the Christmas and New Year's. That's nine hour long conversations that were driven by people who wanted to talk with me one on one about their own projects and what they were working on. Um, holiday chat is over, but new subscribers still in their welcome email get links to all those videos. And if you're not a subscriber, then you have to wait until summertime before you're going to be able to hear any of those. So please head on over to davidcbarnett.com sign up for the email list. And if you're, if you're new to all the stuff that I do, there's also another little video here called the davidcbarnett.com product map. If you watch that, I explain all the different courses, books, and, and services that I do to help people in the pursuit of buying, selling, financing, or managing a small or medium-sized business. So now that we have the commercial out of the way, let's get into the, let's get into this. So I was very cognizant this time of making sure that I didn't put anything in the top right-hand corner of the screen. So, because last time I did one of these, I, I think I covered some of the stuff on a few of the pages. So, um, so sign up for the, for the email list. You've already done that. What are all the ways to have an investor in a small business? Okay. So when I was thinking about this, I started to make a list and I thought, you know what, there's an orderly way to do this, David. We just have to look at the financial statements of a business and we can identify where people can make an investment in a small business. So, and then I'll, I'll you know, try to uh, be descriptive here for people that are just listening to the audio. But what I've got here on the screen is a balance sheet. And so on the left-hand side, we have our assets and on the right-hand side, we have our liabilities and our equity. And you'll notice that I've color-coded the different sections of the balance sheet. So assets in a business are things like cash in the till, uh, receivables, inventory, machinery, vehicles, buildings, land, liabilities on the other side. We've got payables, credit cards, lines of credit, loans, mortgages, subordinated debt, preferred shares, and common stock. And so why do I have certain of these things color coded? Well, there is a, an expression or a saying that people have when it comes to financing a business that you should be financing short-term assets with short-term debts and long-term assets with long-term debts. So what do I mean by short and long-term? Well, let me flip the slide. 
on most balance sheets that you look at, you're going to see on the asset side, you're going to see current assets and then non-current or long-term assets, other assets, fixed assets. There's all kinds of terms. It basically means something that is a current asset, we expect to be able to turn it into cash in the next 12 months. Okay. Meanwhile, on the other side, a current liability is something that we expect to have to pay in the next 12 months. So on the um, so so that's current, and then of course the next group that I have here are the non-current or or fixed assets and the longer-term liabilities. So when you look at a balance sheet, for example, you might see a loan to a bank as a long-term liability, but up in the current section you might see current portion of long-term debt, and so what. Um, the accountant does when they prepare those financial statements is they look at how many payments on the long-term loan have to be made in the next 12 months. And that's why you have a current portion of a long-term debt. The reason why they do this is that there's all kinds of ratios that people use to analyze a business and makes it easier to figure out the current status of a business. If we look at things like the amount of cash in the bank versus the current liabilities and stuff like that, I'm not getting into that so much today, but it's helpful when we group these into these different sections. So we've got on our liability side, and, and we're focusing here on liabilities mostly. Why? Because anytime someone puts money into a business, they expect that it's going to come back out with some sort of return, right? Which means that if somebody advances you something to help your business grow, it's owed back, which means it's going to end up on the right-hand side of the balance sheet. It's either gonna be a liability or it's gonna be equity, right? And so let's take, a, let's keep moving here. What's next? Um, so if we're gonna look strictly at that right-hand side, what I've done here now is I've gotten rid of the assets off the screen and I'm looking at the first two sections. So the current liabilities and the long-term liabilities. Those two together are debts. Okay. And the things that define something as a debt is it means that it has to be repaid. Number one, whoever gave it to you expects to get the money back, unless it's some weird government program or something. There's defined amounts owed. So if I lent you a million dollars, I expect to get a million dollars back, usually with some extra, some interest, right? And there's usually a predetermined payment. So think of a mortgage, a certain amount every month that you pay on the mortgage and often there is collateral. So for payables, they're usually secured against the inventory that you have. You know, Someone ships you stuff and you pay them in 30 days. If you don't pay them, they're gonna want their inventory back. Loans for cars, equipment, machinery, buildings, land, et cetera, they're gonna be secured against those things. So that's debt. When a banker agrees to make you a loan in your business, the bank is investing in your business, right? They're looking at what you're doing. They're assessing your ability as a manager and they're, they're measuring what they see as the future prospects of your business to determine whether they think that they're going to be paid back or not. The bank is an investor in your business. Likewise, a supplier is too. Many businesses will start off and the suppliers don't want to give you any kind of trade credit. They say, give us your credit card number or pay us you know, cash on delivery it's only after you build up some kind of history with them that they're willing to give you, for example, 30 days to pay. So that is literally a supplier investing in your business. 
because they're letting you have some of their stuff, their goods or, or whatever, and they're willing to now wait for you to pay, they're investing in your business. Same thing for machinery, equipment, land, buildings. We're talking about mortgages, loans, what have you. The next group, the green ones, subordinated debt and preferred shares. So this, there's a video I made a little while ago called mezzanine about mezzanine financing. This is what mezzanine financing is, is you take in money, you have to give it back. And the terms can make it look kind of like equity or kind of like debt. So for example, you could have a preferred share, which says, you know, I invested a thousand dollars in your business. I'm owed an annual dividend of 10%, which makes it sound like debt if you owe them 10%, but it might be a cumulative preferred share, which means that if you don't have enough money in the business, you don't have to pay the, the dividend. You can hold it. And then when times are better in the future, you can pay it then. So in that respect, because it's not an absolute payment that must be made, it acts kind of like equity, kind of like an ownership position. So it's sort of in between the two. And so subordinated debts or preferred shares, they have, can have a mix of terms, completely negotiated by whoever's involved in making this investment. Usually there is no collateral. And that's, you know, subord the word subordinated debt means it's below the senior or secured debt, like a bank. They want to have, uh, you know, their debt secured against some kind of collateral. And then at the very bottom there is the common stock. And so the common stock would be the ownership interest in the business. And so, you know, people who own shares of a company, they only get, you know, some portion of the profit. The business has to make a profit and pay all of its other debts and obligations before there's anything left for the common shareholders. And in most small businesses, this is the owner, right? Or the owner's family, maybe a husband, husband and wife team or something like that. Speaking of who, on the next slide, I've extended this whole exhibit to talk about who these lenders are. So, you know, that first category of debts, no surprise, we got banks, suppliers, credit unions, leasing companies, mortgage companies, et cetera. For the um, mezzanine financing, the subordinated debt and the preferred shares, I, I, I put some terms there just so that you can relate this to other stuff you might read on the internet. So private equity firms, high net worth individuals, family offices, these are the types of investors that often do mezzanine financing type deals. It's going to be difficult as a, a truly small business to convince any of those guys to do a deal with you unless you're a bigger small business, right? Um, the big one there, of course, is family and friends. So a lot of the times a small business owner needs to bring in some money. They don't necessarily want to have people involved in the day-to-day -day activity. So maybe they offer some kind of preferred share arrangement to their friends and families. And, and those people are really often investing in the entrepreneur more so than they're investing in the business. That bottom one there, the common stock, who buys the common stock of a small business? Well, typically it's, you know, the owner, a business partner. So a couple of people get together to start a business and family and friends as well. It's, it's hard to get anyone kind of outside of the inner circle to want to buy the common stock of a small business for all the reasons that I've talked about in previous videos, like the minority investor ripoff video that I put out a couple of weeks ago. So we're talking about the balance sheet and, you know, 
sometimes we hear this term called off balance sheet financing. So if we can have debts, mezzanine financing and share interest ownership as the different ways that we can get an investor into a small business on the balance sheet, what are the ways that we can get someone to invest in our small business off the balance sheet? Well, that's what we're gonna look at here next. But first of all, if you're enjoying the video, I would love for you to hit the like button. Um, it doesn't cost you anything, but it is a huge, huge help for helping my videos become more discoverable by the YouTube algorithm. I took that picture, it's my thumb. Um, so if the investment doesn't appear on the, on the balance sheet, where else could it be, right? And uh, the answer to that is on the other financial statement, which is the income statement, sometimes referred to as the P&L or the profit and loss statement. And so some kind of investment that someone has made in your business that's not on the balance sheet will appear as an expense on your income statement. So what kind of stuff am I talking about? Well, I have a few things here listed on the screen. So things like renting equipment, leasehold deals, paying higher cost of goods sold, paying fees to special purpose entities. Let me give you a few examples of, of, of what this looks like and, and who would do these deals. So somebody is going to do one of these deals if there's one of two conditions that fall into place. If they have an interest in your success, but they don't want anything to do with running your business, or if they see it as completely low risk, right? So think about this. If you're a contractor and you need a generator because you have to do a job that is off grid, right? So you need an investor to help you get a generator, or you could just go to a tool rental shop and you could rent it and you can just pay by the day, right? the tool rental shop has made the investment in a generator and they're willing to allow that capital good to enter into your business and let you use it in exchange for the daily rate that they charge for that thing, okay? They are investing so that you don't have to. This is how off balance sheet financing works. Uh, so vehicle or truck rental. Um, you know, those meal prepare at home meal companies where they send you the kit with the recipe and all the food in the box. Well, um, some of my neighbors are using that. And what they're telling me is that the food is being delivered in a U-Haul truck, right? So that's how that particular business is taking advantage of someone else's capital investment because they only need to use the truck one day a week. It doesn't make sense to own one entirely if you're only going to drive around one day a week. So they're renting it from U-Haul. Landlords. Many small businesses that rent a location have been able to negotiate deals where they get their landlord to do certain improvements to the, to the facility in exchange for paying a higher rent fee, right? Again, this is an off balance sheet investment in your business. The landlord is going to fix up the flooring, do the painting, do some plumbing work, et cetera. They're investing money in your business in exchange for higher rent. Doesn't appear on your balance sheet as a loan. It's an expense. Key suppliers. Um, I have seen many businesses like gas stations where the oil company will come in and replace the pumps and dispensers or put one of those canopies up over the fuel pumps. Um, and they won't actually um, hold it as a debt. What they'll, what they'll say is they'll say, we'll charge you a couple cents more per liter for fuel until we recovered what we put into your business. Again, uh, doesn't appear on the business's balance sheet as a debt, 
but they owe the money back to the fuel supplier. That debt is whittled away as each liter gets delivered to the gas station off balance sheet financing. And then lastly, of course, friends and family looking to help you out. And if they're going to do a deal like this, then I would recommend they read Invest Local uh, because the whole book is, is about that. That's a book that I wrote in 2014. Um, you know, that key supplier one, I've seen it many times where people have wanted to expand by adding another location um, or they wanted to add another product line. And so where do you get the money for additional inventory, for example? Well, they go back to those supplier relationships and they say, hey, I want to sell more product. I want to, you know, stock a second store. You have a history with me. You know that I always pay you on time. I would like, you know, to have a more of a trade credit facility with you, or I want 60 days to pay in order for me to get enough inventory and have cash flowing in the new location um, before I have to pay you. And, and quite literally that supplier is going to be making an investment in the business it doesn't appear as a debt anywhere, right? Well, it appears as a payable, but well, I guess that would be on the balance sheet. Anyway, um, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed the video. Um, if you need help creating cash flow forecasts and writing business plans because you want to do something like this with your business and you might want to make a presentation to a potential investor or a supplier or a bank, etc., then you should check out my cash flow forecasting and business plan writing program, which you can find over at bizplanschool.com. That's B-I-Z planschool.com. And with that, we'll see you next week. Cheers, guys. Hope you're enjoying winter. Bye.